systems around anger. the world. There's plenty of anger right now. How can you have more? You don't think it'll look, exacerbate look, David, the problem? David, I mean, I know you're a sophisticated guy. The world is a mess. The world is as angry as it gets. Well, you think this is going to cause a little more anger? The world is an angry place. All of this has happened. Uh, we went into Iraq. We shouldn't have gone into Iraq. We shouldn't have gotten out the way we got out. The world is a total mess. The world is a mess. Sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Hi everybody, Long Denny Back Tano here, and we are back, everybody. Standing Brothers Show episode number. It's been way too long, folks, but we are back. And you see what happens whenever we're gone for so long. You got us doing silly little Trump in intros, talking about how much the world, folks, the world is in flames. The world is a mess. Or underwater, depending on where you live. Or soon to be underwater here in the continental U.S. That would that uh, that was a really bad joke. I shouldn't have said that. Take that back. I can't. It's too. It's you, it's already been put on tape. You, Jacob. you well, you you clearly didn't apologize. So now you're it's canceled. On, it's on tape. Canceled. Oh, well, I mean, if we haven't been canceled by now, I think I don't think we ever will be canceled. But anyway, you, whatever. You can't cancel someone that has no platform. That's so. right. You can't you can't deplatform someone that has no platform. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're feeling a little under the weather, Joe. Tell us about that. I feel like Tampa's going to feel in a little bit. Oh, there's, there, there I get it again. Joe, these are bad jokes. Bad Pe jokes. You can't joke about people suffering, Joe. It's not allowed. Um, yeah, I know. I know it's not allowed. But I don't know what you're going to do. do. Yeah, I, I've, I, I am fighting a cough like Gandalf <laughs> is fighting the Balrog in uh, the beginning of the two uh, towers in the Lord of the Rings. Slaying the dragon, as it were, with this cough. That's the nerdiest thing that you've ever said, Joe. Yeah, so I, I have these fisherman's friends cough drops, the original extra strength. I don't. There's a picture of like a. a is a the ex, is the extra strength pretty emphasized on? I think so. But there's a picture of the boat on the box, and I don't know what fisherman and cough drops have to do with anything. But I don't know how those two are related. But you know, I don't know. But hey, if it works, do you do you, do you even care? No, I don't. It's yeah. Between this and the cranberry seltzers is really fighting off that cold, man. You don't have a cold. You just you just kind of have like allergies. Well, see, I had a cold about a day ago. I mean, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. Um, couldn't breathe. Um, but now it's just more into a, a the the cough, the, the raspiness of the cough, the wisps of, of cough. Yeah, and every now that I just have a, a moment where I just can't breathe, I'm just like, you know. But you know, what what are you gonna do? Well, we have been gone for a while. A lot of things have happened in our again. lives, and you know, I, I went on vacation for about a week or and a half. You got a new pair of shoes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I bought some shoes. <laughs> um, but we have just been it's been one of those things where I wanted we whenever we miss a show for over a week so much happens that it's kind of hard to get back into it because you're like hey what are you going to talk about where are you going to start right uh, so I mean one of the biggest things that kind of happened um, that, that, that I really wanted to talk about and kind of I mean not to get too deep into the into the philosophy of it or anything, but you know the biggest world event that happened probably in the last two months was 
the passing of, of the queen. The who? Um, Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth. Oh, the second. Not, yes, not, not the second. The, not the first one. No, not the first one. The first one's been dead for for uh, quite a while. Yeah, the other but, one. But, uh, yes, yeah, so the, the Queen of England. Uh, sir, please mute your phone Come while in. we're in the movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, um, the Queen of England passed away, and that sparked because look we all we all knew this was coming we all knew the queen was was, was 96 was uh was not gonna live for much longer and you know her passing away raised a lot of uh a lot of conversations about the the crown and the monarchy and of course how we really don't have America's kind of weird, I guess, the way that we approached it. A lot of Americans showed, you know, sympathy and love for the Queen, even though we have no real relationship to them as far as U.S. citizens. Uh, but I guess a lot of people, from my perspective at least, uh, were kind of mourning along with the Brits because a lot of them actually do enjoy the the monarchy and they, and they do enjoy the Queen. Um, I... I mean, my opinion more towards it is I think it's it's a it's a show of tradition. I think tradition is sometimes a good thing to have uh, in, a, in a country and that they have sort of – that one person has served over so many uh, pinnacle moments in the history of the world, not just the country of uh, the United Kingdom or the um, – other um 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 yeah the commonwealths of of the crown but just um, in the world that she took reign in the 50s think about all thing i think i think it's happened 52. since the 50s yeah yeah so um you know i i don't really there was um one of the things i i followed a lot was the um procession or they called it the queue for those who wanted to go and see the coffin of and to say you know goodbye one last time and people were waiting 12 16 hours in line to see the queen which i think is you know a little crazy Strange. Uh, but the thing is i i, I like we 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 visited the uk what six years ago seven years ago we, we went to london and england <clears throat> and i guess there was something cool or something that I just didn't know how to put into words whenever we went to go see the Tower of London and the crown jewels and you see these priceless artifacts that have been in this country's history for who who knows how long. There's been like a crown and everything else that goes along with it. And that, you know, and it's held within this building or this complex, the Tower of London that's was built like what, in the eleventh century or something crazy. Um, that we just don't really have a, have a comprehension for that. And the, it's something that I don't think that a lot of Americans who were like, oh, oh, I don't get it. Um, I don't get why people are having this sort of reaction to the passing of the Queens because I don't think that America is such, America is such a young country history-wise that we don't really have – I mean, goodness, there are buildings that people live in, like just regular places of, of dwelling – that are that are older than any structure in in America, which is kind of hard to just fathom. Because you know, we think of old buildings, you know, you think of oh well, Independence Hall or places up in New England that are built, you know, in the 18th century, early 18th century, and for 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 places in Europe, that's nothing. 
you know, that's someone's somebody's great, 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 great grandfather owned a building that's been that old. So it's just I don't know. What were your thoughts on the whole passing? Because I have something else I want to talk about with just the monarchy in general. But um, what were your thoughts on the passing? I was kind of two minds on it. <clears throat> one, uh, well, I well, one part of me thought, uh, well, I'm an American and we kicked their arse uh, all those years ago, so why should I give a flying flip about any of this? But then when you get past all of that, uh, you get past the jingoism of the, I guess, like the, the red-blooded Americans... Uh, which that's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's that's wrong. But when you take the 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 glasses off and you look at it differently, um, you know, you 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 kind of. I I still don't understand it to some degree, but I understand it a little bit about the outpouring of emotion and adulation for uh, a monarch such as her, um, being even though it's a constitutional monarchy, monarchy, even though. Uh, she can't do anything like she like legitimately the, the king or queen of England has no political power. Mm-mm. They can't do anything. I mean, they do help in the election process, I think, for, for, for prime ministers or something. They're involved somehow. Right. But, but they open up parliament. But everything else is, 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 is done by par- parliament. Yeah. So like the, 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 the monarch cannot do anything without the parliament getting involved. Like if you've watched the show The Crown, which I'm sure is completely wholly inaccurate, but there are some structural things about it that are true. For instance, um, if you watch the show when she married Prince Philip, that guy from the, the the Royal Navy, he wanted his children to take his name, Mountbatten, but Parliament said no. So they, the royals can't even choose their own last name <laughs> without Parliament getting involved. And if you watch the show as well, you know, the, the Queen's sister, Margaret, she wanted to marry some so-and-so. Parliament said no. The Queen said no. So they can't even marry who they want to marry to some degree. Now, that's different with uh, Princess uh, Witch from uh, uh, Megan. what's her name? I, I, Meghan Merkel. I hate her. I, there are very few people that I, ha- I truly hate, and I don't use that word hate a lot when I talk about people, but I... I really dislike her. Tell us how you really feel. Joe. Not because not not because she destroyed the pageantry of the royal family. I can really care less about that. The you know, like can you believe the way that Charles you know, whisked away the pens when he was signing those documents? I could care less about that. But for someone as stupid as her to think that oh I'm going to marry a, a member of the royal family. Oh wait a minute, you want us to do royal things? We're going to be constantly in the spotlight? Oh I don't want any of that. You're an idiot. You're stupid. I hate you. That or the fact that she tried to come in and tell them how how she's yeah. going to do things. And th- th- this yeah. this American bra is going to come in and start telling the queen how she's going to run her house, like GTFO lady. <laughs> um, like, I, I, you know, divorce is wrong and everything, but like, dude, Harry, come on, cut the dead weight here. Um, yeah, I, I really dislike her, um, and I I I never liked her. And the the sooner that they cut her off, like uh, Prince Andrew, Prince pedophile, uh, the better. Because, uh, whew, talk about dead weight. Um, and she's got this book coming out, or she's she she's in part of this club called the the uh, the Sussex Survivors or whatever. Like, get get wrecked. Like, get bent. Like, good grief. I, I, I don't tell me how how awful your life is. Yeah, the queen gave you a palace. How awful. 
Oh, dear, you have to live in a friggin' palace? Please. And be chauffeured around in a Rolls Royce. Please. Get wrecked. I, I don't, I, I, I never want to see her face again. I can't stand her. And I can't stand, another thing I can't stand about American media, especially a part of the American culture, the way we treat the royals as, like, everything that they do is always plastered over the tabloids. I can't stand that. I can't stand the palace intrigue. I can understand having uh, respect and reverence. I guess, I guess, reverence for the institution and the monarchy. Respect, I guess you could respect. Say. That's one thing. Like, I have a lot of respect for the queen. I think she was a brilliant lady. Prince Charles, different story. He's got big ears. Um, that's different. He's story. got a goodie for music. That's why I keep hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get, understand, I can understand that. These are the jokes, kids. I can understand the tradition of the history of. Not only the queen, but her father uh, taking the throne from from his idiot brother who abdicated the throne, leading the country through the Second World War uh, as a figurehead, as a head of state. I can respect that. That's cool. That's that's cool, man. But um, this other stuff about the tabloids and, you know, did you see the way that Harry looked at Meghan and the way they crossed their eyes? Yeah, please stop it. That's a bunch of nonsense. And I can't, every time I open the Daily Mail, every single time I open the Daily Mail, there's always that gif of uh, King Williams or the Prince Williams uh, kids uh, correcting each other on the pr- proper procedure. Who cares? Nobody cares. This is a waste of time. Stop wasting your time on this trivial nonsense. But other than that, the queen's pretty cool. You just have a problem with just celebrity worship in general. I think that's oh, what I your, hate celebrity worship. What your biggest issue is. Yeah, you know, I kind of have similar thoughts on that, uh, to be honest. Now, uh, there was a lot of people now, of course, King King Charles. Who, King Chuck. Who, you know, I <clears throat> I don't really have much of an opinion of... of King Charles. I, I keep wanting to call him Prince Charles because of the whole Craig Ferguson skit, but now, like, do I call him Prince Charles from that? No. I, I call him King Chuck. King Chuck or whatever. Uh, he will now take over the reins as uh, as, as his mother passed away. Uh, I don't know what that's... I don't know how he will lead politically as a... As a uh, as the number one cheerleader, basically, is, is what is what he is, or what the monarch is, is basically just one big cheerleader, which isn't necessarily a bad thing per se, um, but <clears throat> that's that's essentially what it is. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do in that. I've always uh, thought about that, but there's a lot of people talking about: Will this be the end? Will they dissolve the monarchy because Queen Elizabeth was so beloved and? King Charles is not really. I mean, there's that much to love there. There's not. There's, he's not really. So, will this wake up? Because there are a lot of movements in, um, in Britain, to do away with the monarchy, to basically go to a completely parliamentary, um, parliamentary system like Canada is Canadian. similar to that. Although Canada is still a province or a Commonwealth of England, technically. But they so don't. Australia. Yes, but they have their own separate systems of government uh, that are not linked to to do to, 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 to. They're not under the yoke. Yeah, of Great Britain. But uh, this that does bring a lot of people, and there was big conversations that happened online, especially when to the, I guess you could say the Hoppian 
circles of the Libertarian Party and um, liberty-minded folks, people who have read Democracy, the God That Failed, which I cannot recommend enough, is a fantastic book <clears throat> that talks about monarchy and democracy as two forms of government and people. And this was a prime spark for that conversation of, uh, well, democracy is infinitely superior, so we should just immediately get away of, of the... Um, um, so the entire monarchy system. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, that allows an opportunity to point out that they're both, you know, they're, they're both flawed. And I think that the biggest thing that <clears throat> that I tried to say, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, or anything, but democracy is just a, is just a system of government. It, it does not guarantee or it does not inherently equal freedom or 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 um like liberty um th there is this misconception in society and especially in america america i, I think the two favorite words in america are are so liberty and democracy it, it seems like you know even the freaking new york or washington post on their website says democracy dies in darkness or whatever oh please so we have this infatuation with with democracy. Well, I mean, I don't know if you listened to this or not, but when uh, Jeff Deist and um, Bob Murphy, uh, they did a podcast or a show right after the Queen died, <coughs> and they uh, they were talking about democracy, how the Queen is dead and democracy is dying. I think is what it's called. And Jeff has talked a lot about democracy in the past, and very much a hoppy in this way that democracy is always this just is this just automatic good mm -hmm. democracy equals good and why is that uh well because it is can you explain that i can't but be, but it is can you explain to me why democracy is a good thing and they always say well well because it's the people people get to vote well you, you if the if, if the question of your rights of your freedoms are subject to a vote then that's not freedom that's not that's liberty that's tyranny now, just because you're allowed to vote on it doesn't make it any worse than a single tyrant taking it away. It's still bad. So whether it's wrapped in the clothes of democracy or tyranny from a single leader, it's the same thing. It's bad. So can democracy be good? Possibly. Maybe. But we, it should not automatically be treated as this automatic good. Like, like, I guess, like gold, you know, everyone sees gold. Oh, gold's a good thing because it's, it's a historical store of value. It's shiny. You can make it into jewelry. You can make it into really cool coins. It's a good. But that's not what democracy historically tends to be. Yeah, and that's the thing that I try. I mean, I usually don't talk about politics outside of this show. Talk about it with, with friends. Maybe current events with friends or family, but when it talks about the hardcore, about really what I uh, firmly believe, I usually just don't because it's just not. not it's just it. it's not worth it, as the Michael Malice thing says, or as he's quoted saying that some family members is like, why? Why are you talking about this with friends and family? Why? You you know they're not gonna get it, so why waste both of your times? But you know. <clears throat> Um, for those of you who have not read Democracy, the God That Failed, I highly recommend you do because Hop goes into this very um, thoroughly and spends basically the entire book answering the the question of, well, is democracy an automatic good? Is it a good by default? I would argue no. 
Um, in fact, you know, he's even quoted saying this got me a very funny retweet months about a month ago um, that democracy has nothing to do with freedom. Democracy is a soft variant of communism, you know, by 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 the people. Uh, democracy is just a system of tyranny, but tyranny of the ma- of, of the majority, if you will. Um, I, like, I've, like I've always said, um, I tell people this when they ask me about if they've ever asked me about why, why I'm not, I, I'm, I am not an advocate for democracy. I'm just not. This, that is Jacob Standard talking, not an advocate for democracy as a principle. And the reason for that is that <clears throat> if hypothetically, let's just say right now that in America, we do not have a constitutional republic. We had a democracy and that there was a, there was you know, a system where if a bill or whatever law, the entire country voted on it and the majority of the country, whatever they voted in favor for, that's what the law was. If it ever so came to be that America voted to bring slavery back and 51% people said to bring slavery back. Well, that's democracy. We got to go by what democracy says. Doesn't the matter people have spoken. People have spoken. Or if it were to be something that the Republicans were not for. Like, let's just say that 51% of the country voted that guns should be completely banned. Well, or, or freedom of speech should be completely banned. It's, it's, well, 51% of the country said that they don't want um, the, the unbridled speech of the people. <clears throat> How is that any different than a, in principle, to... A monarch or to a constitutional republic um, you are leaving your rights up to the whims of a vote which as again as my cause Michael Malice has very famously said if my rights are up to a vote I've already lost them they're already gone he goes even further if the moment that we discuss my rights they're already gone <clears throat> which is why I think that we have we have to we have we have to break this infatuation with this with this failed system of government. Um, I, I don't think it sounds like oh well, Jacob, it's the best form of government out there. Oh, it's name me a better one. You know, of course, I would argue um, the the none um, option, but if you read Hop's book. Monarchy is actually a superior form of government if you read his book. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but he makes a really compelling argument for a system of monarchy being superior to to democracy. Now, of course, Hop is not a monarchist. He's just like me and Joe. Very much follows into the same uh, uh, principles and teachings of um, Rothbard, anarcho-capitalism. That's kind of where I run in my circles with. But I do think it, it, the, the queen passing away, where people are like, oh, well, we got to bring democracy back to um, back to England. And I'm like, don't you guys already have the very similar from a government to what we have as a representative? Isn't that what parliamentary is in um, I, I'm the not, UK? I'm not 100 percent sure. But it's not that much radically different. It's not like they're living. It's not okay. It's not like. Um, Queen Elizabeth was like was like this tyrant that or this monarch that that ruled absolute power. Like they had a prime minister, they had 
a, a, a representative democracy or whatever, if you will, um, that led into that. But you know, hey, let me know if if you think that we are way off on this, because uh, I don't I don't think we are, and um, I would deeply challenge anybody to to um, defend it because I, I, there is for some reason, and I think that this has happened over the last ever since Donald Trump became into office, that democracy was this inherent good. If you hear anybody talk about January six trials, or it is just constantly the threat of our democracy our democracy is on the line we're going to lose our democracy and of course someone like me where we just kind of get giddy what's that uh what's that gif of uh, ron swanson kind of like giggling oh yeah that's kind of what i feel about um I'm like okay where's the bad part of that or whatever um but i i just think that we have to break this idea that you know, if you want to be in favor of democracy, cool. Like, I, that, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that you are bad for being informed of that system of government. But to say that it is inherently good and that democracy equals freedom inherently, so that's not that's not how any of that works. Your, your freedom goes away as soon as the majority agrees it does. Your liberties, your rights, all that goes away as soon as the majority believes just in the same as if a tyrant or if a monarch decided the same. So a system of government does not ensure rights. It does not ensure uh, freedoms or liberties. So I think it's something we just have to just grasp a hold of. Cause well, I guess the retort from, I guess, the libertarians or conservatives that will be, that will be clowning themselves on the Tweety and other things about how it's good. The, the queen is dead. Get rid of the monarchy. Um, I think they kind of forget the fact that uh, at some point, uh, even if you have a democracy, will they say, well, if the president's doing a bad job, you can vote him out. Right. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but <coughs> the last two or three years, even though we've changed presidents and changed Congress and the Senate, and we put there's different judges and everything. It's still bad. <laughs> like we are still in not a good position. So we can we can we can play this game of oh well the red wave is gonna save us. Oh the blue wave is gonna save us. Whatever your persuasion is, uh, it's gonna save us. Uh, no, it's not because we've been playing. If if you're even if you're conservative, if you're a GOPer, if you're a, a, a Mitch Romney kind of person. You know, we say that, well, you know, every midterm, well, the, the red waves come, the tea parties come, and the, 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 the 2022 midterms only five weeks away. We're going to set it all straight. Um, no, you're not. No, you're not. It's, 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 that's just not how it works. It's not how it's, it's never how it's worked. Um, and then there's the other arm of democracy, which is populism. And populism is just democracy good and hard. Uh, it's just, uh, there's a little more oomph behind it. Uh, than just well, I went and I got I voted and I got my little sticker and I got a free drink at Starbucks. Um, it's a little more than just that. Um, so I, I I find myself a little bit I guess homeless if you will because not a supporter of democracy. Um, I don't know what else we could do. Monarchy is an interesting idea because you know a king or and or queen would want to pass on a thriving country to their uh, posterity. But that, that that doesn't always happen, though, if you look throughout history. 
It's not always the case. So then you're faced with, well, there is no perfect solution. But what that we should stop, we should rid ourselves, libertarians are really bad about this. We should rid ourselves of the idea of perfection, of the perfect society. Oh, well, if we get rid of the Department of Education, the Department of Agriculture, the DOT, we'll be in paradise. Stop thinking that way. Stop it. If we just live in Ancapistan, things will be perfect. Stop living that way. Focus on what would make life better. Now, th that, that question might be, oh, well, in the next election, we might have to vote for Trump or DeSantis. Uh, because unless you want to waste your time and vote third, third party, uh, which really does nothing, you can think, okay, what is going to be better? Trump or DeSantis? We know what the, the left is offering with Biden or Kamala or uh, Stacey Abrams or whatever, who else they might throw up there. What's going to be better? Who's better? We know Trump has all this baggage that comes with him. We know he's had a really failed presidency the last year, especially the last year with COVID. He really, he really, he didn't drop the ball. He threw the ball on the ground. <laughs> he uh, spiked it. He spiked that football, baby. Um, uh, Trump has all this baggage, especially with the January 6th. He's going to be indicted. They're going to put cuffs up. They're going to cuff him. Uh, that's going to happen. Um, <coughs> do, you, do we want to deal with that? The answer is probably no. So you have, to, you have to look at DeSantis. Is he perfect? No. But is he better than Biden? Is he better than anything the left is going to put up? The answer is unequivocally 100% yes. So you're I'm wrong. You're in favor of, of voting for the greater of two evils. Or you're, vo you're in favor of voting for someone that will make things better in your, in your mind. Yes. Okay. Because, okay, or we can play this game of, oh, well, then we get into this purity games. Of, well, well this particular, well, Gary Johnson is more pure than Trump. Fine. But he's got zero chance of actually winning. So you're just wasting your time. Perfect example. People that live in California who vote GOP. Why? Why? No matter what, no, Democrat? no matter what you do, your vote means nothing. Why you still live there? Oh. <clears throat> There's like, like think like three and a half or five million people voted for Trump in 2020 that live in California. That means nothing. If those people had moved to Michigan or wherever, the the outcome of the election would have been different. So it's being more it's being more strategic and, and just stop playing this oh we gotta have perfection but better. Does that make sense? I guess, but I think you're gonna be you're very I think you I think you'd be very, very careful because I think you are skating into the um Skating into the trap of well, we that's all that that's all we, that's all that we've been doing is you're just voting for for the better of two candidates and look where that's gotten us right. Trump was was better than Hillary, you, you know. Um, um, so John McCain was a better than Obama. Mitt Romney was better than Obama. So yeah. there are plenty of people who are saying no. Plenty of people are saying the opposite. What but, no, no, what but, that, what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say <coughs> is is that. If the establishment wants to go with Trump or wants to go with Mitch Romney, then the voting base should say, no, here is the better candidate. Let's just use DeSantis as an example. This what if is, they go with him, though? What if the, what if the GOP runs well, him? Well, fine, 
fine. If 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 the if they choose the better candidate, fine. It's the same thing that happened in 2008 and 2012. Ron Paul was the I mean, I'm wearing the Ron Paul t-shirt. Ron Paul was the obvious choice here. But everyone decided to go with the think tanks. We decided to go with the popular opinion and go with McCain and Mitch Romney. The obvious better option was that person. Does that make sense? Yes, Joe, but but yes, you're you're right, but it ultimately came down to those two people. Like what you said originally with your original argument, oh, if it's between Trump and DeSantis, we go with DeSantis. If it's between Trump and Hillary, we go with Trump because Trump's the better of, of these two choices. Ron Paul... <clears throat> Ron Paul had no chance to get that nomination. Yes, he did. Let's just be, no, he did no, not. I, Let's, I, I, they were all against him. They would have never let him get that position. And we well, have yes, to. Yes, minus, minus the, the uh, backroom dealings. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying right. is that, like, okay, voting, being for Ron Paul whenever John McCain and Mitt Romney were in the same running would have been just like a third party. You were voting for a long shot. Well, That's what I'm I mean, saying. A lot of people said what that I'm about Trump, too. What I'm saying is that nobody votes on principles. They vote on, well, well these are two really, really bad options. So I'm going to go for the one that's 5% less bad. Well, I think, I, yes, that certainly is historically true, but I think that might be changing. I think people's eyes are being open to the, the way things really are. Um, so I hope that changes, and maybe that's what we can do is, is, is you know, sing the changes, as it were. Um, perhaps. Perhaps. But, you know, uh, I, I, is, is monarchy better than democracy? I'm going to put a maybe on that one. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I can tell you what, what's not working is what we currently have. This ain't working. Demo- okay, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it to like, like this. Uh, democracy and monarchy is just like the best of two evils. Yeah. It, it, it's the same thing. They're both not good. One might be slightly better. Um, I've heard a lot of good arguments for uh, for uh, both and why and why both are successful. But uh, as I said, I think that we have to do we have to break in this country is this just in inha- this belief that democracy is inherently good yeah i agree or yeah. or, or that it, it inherently means freedom that we we use the word democracy in lieu of freedom or or we we exchange those two words thinking that they mean the same thing when they really don't um the way i look at it is that some monarchy equals freedom or communism equals freedom okay they're all just systems of government Sure, we could probably, we might be to argue that communism is a little bit worse than than, than like democracy. Um, I don't think anyone's not arguing that. But it's a big, you know, big uh, curve there, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <clears throat> into some better news, or maybe you should say hot some news that put the big guy Joe Biden in a little bit of hot water, folks. The pandemic's over, according to Joe Biden. Well, Joe yeah. Biden was at the Detroit Motor Show and then said, and said, look, there's no one wearing masks. We're doing fine. The pandemic's over. Look, look, look. The pandemic's over. So is that is that the all clear? Can we can we go ahead and look? The big man said, it. folks, what is it? It's like it's like to so give 10 percent to the big man or whatever. Yeah, kick back. <laughs> um, he said on 60 minutes. Hey, the big man said the pandemic's over. So 
As far as I'm concerned, there should be no more vaccine mandates. There should be no more dumb commercials for this thing. There should be no more New York Times tickers for the for, for the cases and everything. Um, you shouldn't be fired for for not for refusing a vaccine or wearing a mask. If you're sick, you should be allowed to treat it just like any other sickness, um, which is absolutely crazy because um, if you if you're sick with the flu, because you know the flu's still a thing. If you're if you're sick with the is flu. It is it though? You're treated just like how you were pre March 2020. But if your sickness is test positive for the for the COVID, whole different thing. You could have you could have milder symptoms under COVID and have to quarantine and all this other crap you're having to do. They finally came out and and look look. There's been so many great things that have came out now. Just just kind of trickling in. Just hopefully that nobody notices. Um, so. Alex Berenson been, has, has been let back on Twitter, and he, of course, he is just unleashing um, righteousness all over, that, all over this platform. I read him occasionally. Uh, you know, remember that whole vaccine link to mitocarditis that was happening in young boys? Yeah. And, you know, a year or two ago, if you said, hey, we should look at this thing, there's a bunch of young boys that are, that are, getting, that are getting these... You know, in, enlarged hearts from this vaccine. We should take a look at that. You were called anti-vaxxer, anti-science. You want people to die. A whole list of things, right? Well, now they've came out and said, yeah, you know that whole mitocarditis thing? Yeah, that actually is real. You were right. Yeah, that actually was real. Uh, not only that, but, you know, of course, we had the Johns Hopkins study, which actually got our which actually got our whole video taken down on YouTube. That's why I don't post to YouTube anymore, because they got my video taken down. Uh, you know, the whole lockdown to slow the spread and all that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, we didn't have to lock down ever. Or you had um, women and their uh, menstrual cycles who were having weird issues with that. And the CDC came out and said, yeah, that was actually a thing. Like, yeah, that, that was actually happening. So can we get an, an apology for everybody is that is that in the works an apology for everybody who was right about this from the very beginning or the fact now that I think it's the CDC or it's the NHI or one of those two organizations now recognizes that being vaccinated poses no difference between unvaccinated in the in regards to transmission so they don't even consider that an as a data point anymore they don't even they they came out and said that yeah, if you get vaccinated, you're 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 gonna spread and contract this thing just like if you were vaccinated. Well, the Pfizer CEO quadruple jabbed. I got it twice in the same twice month. in the same month. So, if if you could ever Ironic. be killed by irony, I think this would be it. Ironic. Isn't he had it? the power to save others, but he couldn't save himself. That's right. Have I told you Joe, about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yeah. But remember when I said many, 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 many moons ago, many shows ago, that there that there would there would come a time where if you didn't come out and say, hey, you know what? I was all on board for this lockdown. I was all on board for these masks and these vax mandates. I was all on board for this. I think it was the right decision. Remember how I told you that there would come a day? And I, I said this. I said there would come a day where you will be proven wrong. And everything else that we've been saying would have been proven right. And that at that point, 
I was not going to forgive you. I was going to label you that forever. We have we have crossed that bridge now. So if you're still holding on to this, if you're still look, there are still some cringy people out there who who have the car selfies with them wearing a mask. Folks, you are gone. You will forever be labeled that. And I think now that with the Biden administration's trying to with the Biden administration is trying to do is that they're coming out saying, oh, well, we're the ones who open up the schools. We're the ones that ended the mandates. That's what that's what they're trying to come out and do now and say that. And I think what we're going to see, and Joe, this, this is kind of where I wanted to discuss with the COVID thing, is I tweeted somebody. It might have been Steve Dace. might have been somebody else. I forget who I tweeted. But I said when this first started, I said, you know what? Something's fishy about this. It would have been summer 2020. I said that years from now, the people that supported all of the crap are going to have very similar attitudes to those that supported the Iraq war. And what I mean by that is that they're going to distance themselves very, very far away from this thing. They'll be like, oh no, oh no, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't really support the lockdowns. I didn't, I didn't really support the mask mandates. And those that didn't support it are going to be using like, oh, well, so-and-so voted for the Iraq war. We can't trust him. So-and-so voted for the lockdown. We can't trust him. And I think we're starting to see that. The fact that Biden is slowly being like, oh, no, no, no. We talking about, no, no, we're the ones that ended the lockdowns. We're the ones that ended. We, we, we're the ones that opened the schools back up. What are you talking about? We were the ones that did that. No, no, we, we did that. It's, you, just, it's just more gaslighting. It, it is. It's just more gaslighting because if you go back just, what, almost two years ago now when Trump, well, not Trump, but when Republican <coughs> uh Governors and uh, st- state like officials Brian Kemp like Brian Kemp and DeSantis were reopening their states, and they were saying we got to lock down harder. Now they're saying oh, we're, we are the ones who opened up. That's gaslighting. We're the ones that gave you your freedom back, right? Which is just it's that that's that is ooh, anybody anybody that says that that deserves to to deserves things because that is so deserves beyond, things beyond stupid. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just it's just more gaslighting. Uh, like uh, Biden said something. <coughs> Biden said something the other day about how, um, uh, about how the vaccine. Uh, I forget exactly what it was, but it's more just, dude. You literally, like six months ago, said the exact opposite, and now you're taking a victory lap over it. That's people. How do you not see this? But the thing is that when people are confronted with this, hey, you, you slap the evidence down in front of them and say, hey, look, here's what they said six months ago. Here's what they're saying now. Like you do that with Fauci and Rand Paul. Like Rand Paul is, is catching Fauci in a lie, catching deliberately catching him in a lie under oath, and like, oh well, I still trust Fauci. What? What? Well, you know that Rand Paul is a rabid anti-science he's an, guy. He, he's an ultra MAGA. Ultra MAGA. Ultra MAGA. He's he's one of those MAGA extremists. Ultra MAGA extremists, and he's also somebody that denies medicine and science. Yeah, Doctor Rand Paul, denier of medicine and science. Yeah. He revoked his own medical license. That's 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 how dedicated to the cause he is. He burned it. He burned his medical license on live stream. <coughs> it's like how um, 
Fauci just a little bit, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I talked about how, you know, we, we need to trace the origins of this virus. He said, if we go back and look at you know, the, the, the wet markets and look at this, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you, you can look at the Wuhan lab too, but, you know, look at the wet markets, do the studies. It's like, are you trying to admit that you were wrong? You said the Wuhan Lab Institute of Virology. Are you, are you trying to say, wink, wink, nod, nod, that, hey, maybe it was there? Are you trying to expose the truth without really incriminating yourself? You know, it's. I think it's one of those things where I think so much of the country has moved on. Um, and what I mean by the, the people that are still holding on to this. I still see people driving in cars fat. wearing masks. Oh, I know, but I think. I, 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 I was at a restaurant today, and there are people sitting outside, sitting outside, still wearing masks. It just, it, ugh. I mean, I was at Disney, so I went to Disney uh, over Labor Day, and folks are still wearing masks there. I don't get it. It's I mean, been proven look, time and time again that they, that they do jack diddly squat. Look, it was 95 temperature, and then the heat index was over, over do 105. Do you need a safety blanket? No, but I'm is saying, though, is? is that it was so hot. I don't know... I saw I saw someone wearing an, an N95 and a cloth mask over top of it. I'm like, how are you? How are you breathing? How are you still moving? In because like you have to, folks, folks, you gotta understand. Flor- Central Florida heat. It is like, all right. So you know, do you know if you were to take a really really hot shower, right? Super hot. I'm talking. I'm talking like the the mirror is fogged up and everything. It's super hot, and then you walk out. And then you walk back in to grab like your toothbrush or whatever, and it's just like, woo, man, it is, toasty. it is st- steamy and toasty in here. That is what Florida's like in the summer. It's just like that steamy, just it's feels like, like going to a sauna. It feels like honestly. So I don't know how, dude, because like, it's like you sweat, and because it's so. Thing about Florida is that it's so humid that when you sweat, it doesn't, it is, it does not go anywhere. It just sits there because it's there's there's so much there's so much moisture in the air. So if you're wearing a, a sweaty mask, that is not going to dry. It's not like if you're in the desert, um, it, it, when it's super hot in the desert, your sweat, your sweat it, like, almost like turns to salt because you're, it's so dry out there that it just evaporates immediately. But, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't get it. But when I, when I say the, the people that are holding on to this, it's very, very small, very, very small people um, – that are still holding on to this to this dying fad, and of course you're gonna have the the Karens, and I think what this really comes down to is I think that there's honestly in at least where I live in Georgia in the South, which is people have been people have honestly moved on since the end of 2020. People have been done with this crap. Of that, I would say only about 10 to 15 percent of people who still think that we're in this the think the think that it is still March 2020. And and half of that I think is people that are that are genuinely scared for whatever reason they are just there and honestly that is just how they're always going to be. They they were the ones that every single they are the ones from from the George Carlin skit who 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 who, 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 who you know you know wiping down this constantly washing your hands and overcooking your food um so you won't so you won't catch a cold. And then the other half of that 15%, I really think, is those people that, that bought it hook, line, and sinker and are so mad that nobody else is following the rules. 
or that no one else is following, they were the ones that if you um, if you went to a restaurant or if you went to a, a store and your mask slipped, they would be the ones. Oh, sir, pull your mask up, or they'd do that. Or if they, or if you went into a uh, or if they worked at a at a place of business and they had a mask policy, but really no one followed it, they were the ones who would like report you to people for. For not reporting to HR, I'm, I'm, I'm reporting you to HR. You're gonna you get fired. One of those HR Karens. What what it is is that is that they bought a hook, line, and sinker, and that they are miserable that 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 everybody else didn't follow the rules while while they while so while like they they still did. And I think it's some people that are kind of mad about how the vaccine mandate got dropped for yeah. a lot of places. It's like oh well. Oh well, they had to get it. Why? Do, oh, when the, sorry. Well, I had to get it. Well, why don't they? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the other outrage is coming from as well. That that I can understand a little more than the other, um, because a lot of people who got the vaccine to in order to keep their job probably would have gotten it anyway. No, I think honestly. So I can't understand that frustration. That I completely understand. But the social distancing and the masks and all that BS—that get over yourself. No, I honestly think that people people have just so ingrained that well, I had to follow the rules, so that means everybody else has to follow the yeah. rules. If I'm miserable, you're miserable. It, there you go. Um, which which that I, uh, I I agree with that to an extent because when I'm miserable, you're gonna be miserable. Um, especially like like in my former place of employment, uh, when they start <laughs> We're not mention names. when they start pulling that crap. Oh, you better believe, man! I was the mask Nazi. If you're going to impose these draconian Orwellian rules on us, boy, you're going to fall on them too, sister. You. Brother. You. Um, and we're not going to say when we worked, but those who know, know. You were the. You were the mask Karen on Twitter. You, you, were, you were the one who would have filmed, who would have had their phone out filming on the airplane if you took your your mask down for one second too long for a, for a bottle of water or, or a something. Peanut. Or a peanut. Um. No, no. The, the only reason why I became that is because for the longest time I didn't wear one at all. I, I didn't either. And I, they would, you know, a lot of people would kind of skid the lines and just wear the chin mask. I, I said, "F that! I'm not doing that." If I, if you're not gonna wear it, don't wear it. There's no halfway with this thing. Either it's on or it's off. So, for with me, it was off. <laughs> and it wasn't until they threatened my job, basically, that I decided to comply. And but you better believe it. I wore four masks. I wore four masks. And I wore a face shield. I wore a face shield, and anytime anyone you know pulled their mask down or whatever, I said, "Oh, we got a country to save. You better pull that thing up, brother." You want a grandmother to die? You hate your grandma? Is that what this is? You hate my mother? Um, do you want to kill my grandmother? Is you that want, you trying to kill my family? Um, that's what that's what I did. And people hated me. They hated me. You know what? I don't care. I got broad shoulders. This is my cross to bear. <laughs> Okay, when when it says to pick up your cross daily, this is my cross to bear. If 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 my small slice of the resistance of this is to show how stupid it is, man, I'll do it. I will do it, and I will and I will do it with pride. It's more like, pride than than the trannies. It's I will like, do it with pride. It's like what's the saying? It says, um, um, either you uh, die a hero or you live long enough to become like a villain or you something. You yourself become the villain. Yes, yeah. you become the villain. That's, that's what you were. I was a villain. I, I was the joke. I was the Heath Ledger's Joker from Dark Knight. <laughs> you were the mask Joker. 
Yeah, and of course, you know, the Biden administration's having to backtrack this. Like, oh, well, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't really mean it's over. He, 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 we're still in the pandemic. Go get, get tested for God's sakes. <laughs> Go and get vaccinated. Um, and <coughs> well, you, and know, you know, the best way to prepare for a hurricane is to get vaccinated. Yes, that was an infamous uh, line that he said. He's but big guy. Uh, but you know. <laughs> They released this new updated booster shot. Does is anybody does anybody care? It's it's that it's that scene from um um what's um it's Jurassic Park, whenever he's like, oh look who it is, look who it is. See see like no one. I cares. got Dotson here. I got Dotson. <laughs> see nobody cares. Yeah, see nobody cares. Yeah. Like that is what this new booster shot is, and I think that folks, in the fact that they ha- you know that this booster never passed human trials. It was tested on six mice. Oh, well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I got my sleeve rolled up. I'm ready for it. Got my sleeve rolled up, and we're, we're not Bring even gonna, all the pain. We're not even going to just. We're not even going to be like the person who raised their hand says, "Hey, you know, hey, can we just? Hey, look, look, listen. You know, this this virus is not as deadly as it as we said it would if you're healthy, and the fact that it's it has cases are plummeting." Um, deaths are flatlining and falling slowly. Hey, um, I'm young. I'm healthy. Do I really need four shots of a vaccine that we really don't know the long-term effects of? Hey, I just... But the thing is, is that um, that sort of talk, that sort of conversation is not allowed. You're, you're not allowed to talk that. that S- simple, that's, a th- that's a threat to democracy. Simple, simple questions like that. And the fact that, hey, you know, this fourth shot... Hasn't even hasn't even been put into a human arm for testing. Uh, not allowed. Not allowed. Not permitted at all. Not okay. But it is funny watching uh, Biden say something that is in, that is inherently true, and the rest of the people just running around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to um, backtrack this and all of that. So, anything more you want to talk about, Joe? Because I want to talk about some some sports stuff, and then uh, we gotta um, we gotta talk about some of the latest movies we went and saw. Oh yeah, the 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 atrocities that we have seen recently. Um, <coughs> anything else you want to add to well, this? Well, when it comes to the the the, the I, to me, I have lived my life the last year as if coronavirus never happened. Yeah, well, our lives stopped for two or three weeks. Really, honestly, t- really. Yeah, a month. Um, it, it, I, to me, this is like. Oh, I didn't know people still cared about this. I legit, I didn't. I, I've, I always knew that there'd be those crazy people, but for the most of us, I, I didn't know people still really cared about this. I didn't know people were still getting the vaccine and all the jabs and all the, you know, all the, the um, boosters and whatnot. I didn't know people were still doing that. Um, and I want to say just to pay, just to kind of end what you were saying about the new booster, how it has not been tested on humans. I would. I, I wanted to say. Oh well, no parent would give their child an experimental vaccine, but then we, I, we, but then we've lived through the last year, and people are are forcing this into their kids with the jab uh, happily, uh, and I'm like, well, mm, maybe that wouldn't, maybe that analogy wouldn't work. So, yeah, yeah, man. Look, if if the if the Pfizer CEO, and according to CNN, he is the the businessman of the year or the, of the decade, if 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 he's quadruple jabbed and he still gets COVID twice in the same month, maybe your maybe your your 
your, your, your the, the magical power of this vaccine doesn't work. Maybe it just doesn't work. Is that too much? Is that too far of a stretch? Like, is that too? Are we going too far? Maybe it doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, uh, I agree. All right, so you know, I, I talked about this last last playoffs. You know, baseball's in the playoff hunt right now. We are at the end of September. Quickly approaching playoff. Um, the end of the season. I think the Yankees have got nine games left. Something like that. Come on, Judge, you can break the record, buddy. You're, so, you're yeah, we are approaching the very, very end. And I guess this is late. I guess that, you know, I, I guess that this is late on because usually I guess sports teams pretty much go to the White House um, earlier, I guess. But, uh, of course, the Atlanta Braves won last year, and they made their trip to the White House. So, so that happened. So they, you know, took... I always found those kind of cringy. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Even, even though, what? Whenever Clemson won the national championship, Trump had like McDonald's. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. He's like, look, okay, they're college guys. Okay, this is what they eat. They love McDonald's. Okay, and they love Trump. Okay, they love Trump. They love McDonald's. Win win. <laughs> okay, that's all. That's all. That's all I care about. Um, I've, but I, I've always found it just to be kind of weird. You know, why are we visiting the White House whenever we won a championship? But anyways, regardless, um, a question was asked to the very, very failed press secretary, Corrine John, Corrine John Pierre, uh, was asked, um, because asked by AM's, AM's reporter, uh, about the changing of the name of the Atlanta Braves because, you know, they said it's offensive. Uh, the Cleveland Indians have changed their name and the Cleveland, or, sorry, the uh, Washington Redskins have changed their names to the Guardians and Commanders, respectfully. So is it time for the Atlanta Braves to change their name? And, of course, you know, instead of saying, uh, you know, this is the White House, and I don't know why you're asking me a sports question, um, I, I'm not sure why why this is even relevant to my position as I am the basically the um, chief lying in um, state for uh, for the president of the United States. I'm not sure why you're asking me this. She, of course, because you know, because you know, she's a very very pro- a very very progressive woke person. She says it is important to have this conversation. It's important to discuss that. And of course, I thought yes. Yes, you're right. It's important to have a conversation about why the Atlanta Braves is perfectly fine the way it is. Yeah, obviously. I can't agree more. I'm kidding, of course. She didn't actually say that. Of course, she said in the context of, yeah, we should change it because, you know, um, because because they use a people group from American history. Um, so, you know, what she's, really, what she's really advocating for, she's really advocating for the whitewashing of sports teams because you know we can't have representation of of people of color and other people groups when it comes to sports teams it has to all be you know completely gender neutral and race neutral we can't we have to erase all representation of of native americans when it comes to sports teams that's that's, that's really what she's advocating for do you know who probably would have advocated for something similar to this you know, actual white supremacists and stuff like that. I'm not saying that she is one, but it's funny how um, when it comes to the complete e- erasal of any sort of minority group 
on um, a sports team or whether it be a bottle of syrup or um, a box of rice or whatever uh, is that these are very similar positions that um, Jim Crow South would have been for, uh, you know, having having no having no representation of these people groups um, in anywhere in, in media and marketing. Which I do just kind of find funny. What do you think? Do you find that kind of funny as well? Or uh, I mean, it was only a matter of time before they came after the Braves um, as far as changing their name. Uh, and I have no confidence in Major League Baseball or the ownership of the Braves that they won't cave and eventually change the name. And most of the fans will put up a big fight about it initially, and then they'll just kind of accept it. Yeah, you know what? The Atlanta Braves are such a racist team. They're a racist organization that the that the man who broke Babe Ruth's home run record happened to play for them in the Deep South in that time whenever he broke the record and was beloved. But yeah, you know, completely racist and completely... Hey, you're talking about Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron was a black man who broke arguably up to that point. Like, you got to think about this, right? The all-time home run record. Yeah, think, think, think greater than that. When it came to superstars of America, there really wasn't anybody bigger than Babe Ruth until Hank Aaron and Muhammad Ali. Up to that point, those were the biggest. Yes, Mickey Mantle was great. Yes, Lou Gehrig was great. But they were not Babe Ruth. And Hank Aaron quickly became the new Babe Ruth of baseball because he broke the record and played, you know, played a flawless game. Um, so I, I, I just find it funny, and I think that this is this is honestly a solution in search of a problem, is what this is. And thankfully that, thankfully Twitter blasted these people from all sides, saying, "Come on, this is stupid." Well, I watched the uh, the the question being asked, and she didn't even take a, a moment to think about it. She's like, "Oh, but of course, yes. Well, of course, of course, it's important. Obviously, have, it's racist. It's obviously, important to have obviously this conversation." They can't tell you why it's racist. They can't tell you why it's wrong. Um, you know, of course, they would say stereotypes, um, but aren't stereotypes sometimes true? But like, is a, a stereotype of what? Well, they have a tomahawk and they do a tomahawk chop. So, are we not allowed to do a, a, a swinging sword action because because that might offend Japanese people? Are we not allowed? Or Nordic people? Or Nordic people? <laughs> or what, what about the leprechauns and the Irish? Yeah, we're not allowed to. Is that or or Celts and Scottish people? Well, you know, so we can make fun of the Irish all they want because you know they're not really people, right? Because you know they're they're they're, they're, drunks. they're they're well no no they're they're the white people, Joe. So uh, we're allowed true. to caricature um, um, Irish people all we want. That's that's okay. You know you know and, and even though the Irish were enslaved, and enslaved and were second rate citizens for hundreds of years in Europe. But but yeah, because because of the pigment of their skin, they're allowed to be marge. They're allowed to be um, No, no, they're allowed to be stereotyped and a caricatured, even though they had a very similar um, history when it came to oppression, when it came to genuine um, human rights abuses towards them. So I kind of a love hate relationship with those like man on the street videos. Like mm-hmm. people go up to random people and ask them questions because you never know what you're going to get. A lot of it's very low hanging fruit, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I love the ones when they ask uh, just regular 
uh, Latino people or uh, Latinx or La- Latinx or nobody call <laughs> no person says Latinx <coughs> except for white people. That's I have what, never that's, heard that's my, a Mexican or a Hispanic person say, "Oh yeah, me and my Latinx friends are gonna go." Unless you're Kamala Harris. Um, so you know, a white person like like you or me, we'll go up to a Mexican person and say, uh, "Do you find this sombrero I, I'm wearing offensive?" And they're like, "I don't care." I, it, whatever. I, I don't care. Um, do Do you find you know this particular thing that uh, I'm, Western society has appropriated from Mexican or or Latin American culture offensive? Like, I don't care. You're celebrating, you know, my history as a as a as a culture. I don't care. And then you then then they go to people that look Native American. Do you find the name Redskins or? Uh, or, Cleveland Indians, or the Indians offensive, and they're like, "No, the Redskins were warriors." Yeah, that's kind of cool that you named a football team after them. You named a team after the after people that I after people that I identify as or people that I am Indian, Native American. That's an homage to your culture. Um, and then there then there's these people, you know, like when 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 parachute when paratroopers would jump out of planes, they would say Geronimo. That's them, you know, giving an homage to a Native American warrior. Like, that's kind of cool. Wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want... I've never understood the idea of cultural appropriation. Like, black people will sometimes get on white people if white people have dreadlocks. First of all, dreadlocks are not exclusively a a black person thing or or exclusively to the African uh, culture. It's existed in different cultures, so you can't exclaim exclusive copyrights on that. I'm sorry, uh, they won't give you a patent on that. Um, but they'll give they'll make they'll give a white person a hard time for having dreads, and it's like, wouldn't you be happy that someone is it's taking a part of your culture and making it their own? Like if if we were to play this out, let's play this out. Let's then are we not allowed to eat pasta because Italian? That's an Italian thing. Are we not allowed to like Martin Scorsese films because they all have an Italian bent to them? Are we not allowed to like Mexican? Do we have to shut down every Taco Bell? <laughs> that, that yeah, I've... I, I this is it's so beyond it's so beyond stupid. And the only people, the only people, ninety nine percent of the people who are offended by this are white people, white yuppie, white yuppie upper class people. I, 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 I can't listen to Michael K's show anymore because of some of, the, some of his co-hosts. I love Michael, but some of the other people just drive me crazy. Because when the whole issue of changing the name of the Redskins came up, they were like, oh, yeah, well, it's time. Time for what? What is it time for? Nothing. And they said, oh, well, if you don't want to change it, you're kind of racist. No. <laughs> Again, you are a privileged, yuppie, upper-class white person complaining about something that you have no connection to no connection to you cannot you cannot take the the you cannot put the 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 sadness or the the i guess the cultural outrage of another culture on your shoulders you can't do that it'd be like me getting upset because someone's making fun of mexican people like i'm offended for you you can't do that (laughs) you know what the power of the white women is going to be offended for you. That that doesn't work. So it, it's always funny to me, though, 
when you see these people complain, like like they're in Beverly Hills while they've got their Italian, you know, uh, you know, designer handbags and, and getting Italian in, sports cars and their Italian sports cars and their Italian sunglasses, complaining about oh yeah, the Redskins that's racist. Really, aren't you appropriating Gucci? Come on. <laughs> You're, appropriating You're getting there. into your Ferrari? But what I always find interesting is that when it comes to cultural appropriation, out of all places, America seems the last place that that would ever cross people's minds as being a bad thing. Isn't that the whole point of this country was a big melting pot where we all share and take part into those cultures? Isn't that, isn't that why we go to Little Italy or we go to Chinatown? It's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> What I'm saying is that we we go to these places because we want to express our culture. We like if there is a restaurant in your town that has a there that's owned by a immigrant. You want to see what their culture is like. You want to know what they do. And I think in America, the idea of cultural appropriation is such a restaurant <laughs> is such a a weird concept. <clears throat> That I don't get it. I I don't get why we're not allowed to appreciate and take part in other people's cultures. That we've we've completely segregated. We've essentially segregated that to everybody's own cultures. Which in that point, okay, then you know European and white culture. Then I want that. Then you can't do anything like that. So when it comes to um, so British fashion, because you know the Standridge last name is a British last name. British fashion, you can't take part in that. British customs, you can't take part in any of that. You can't take part in any of our fashion, style, music. You can't. The Beatles, we own the Beatles, okay? You can't. If you're not British, you cannot listen to the Beatles. You cannot enjoy anything that has came out of the um, Great Britain, um, European area. So, you know, I'm just saying that's part of my culture. So don't don't be stealing my culture. Um. Yeah, that's what I gotta say. And you know, if you wanna roll down that game, fine. We we, we we can play that game when it comes to cultural appropriation because I can guarantee you that the British got a lot more than just um, Taco Bell and um, dreadlocks. We gotta get a lot more than that. Yeah. Um. So we went and saw some movies over the past few weeks, and you know how we've been talking. We, we like, like to talk about movies on here. Um, you know how I have my album of the year which account, which you can, by the way, follow me on albumoftheyear.org. I've reviewed a bunch of records. And um, I'm going to teasing this. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but I'm going to do a little um, year-end recap video. I'm going to post that on my, on my Liberty Overdrive website first. So make sure you guys get subscribed over there for that. And then eventually I'll post it to YouTube. But I'm going to do... Big year-end review for, for music, top 10 records that of the year, stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that. But we went and saw, what, Bullet Train? Mm-hmm. And See How They Run, uh, which was two wildly different films. Joe, give me your thoughts on Bullet Train first, because I have my own thoughts. And kind of give a score. I don't know if, which you, if you want to do that or not. How, did um, you enjoy it, not enjoy I, it? Your thoughts? Going to, see, going to see Bullet Train, I've only seen the trailers. Um, I really didn't look that much into it, other than I knew Brad Pitt was in it, and I thought, okay, eh, all right, he's an okay actor. Uh, he's been in some movies that I've liked. Um, the trailer, I think, <coughs> see, this is this is kind of the curse of a lot of movies nowadays, is that the trailer ends up being better than the movie, um, because I'm watching this movie and I don't I don't feel anything. I, I'm not I'm not enjoying it, I, but yet I don't dislike it. It's not funny. But yet, there's some parts of it that are mildly humorous. 
there I, I don't feel that there's no tension I don't quite understand what's going on with the story uh, it seems like every time we progress in the story we have to have a flashback to something that happened 15, 30, 45 minutes earlier uh, so unnecessarily especially at the end of the movie uh, with the stupid water bottle if you've seen the movie it's not really a spoiler although I mean nothing I can say can spoil me because it really wasn't that good if I had to give it a, a, a 1 out of 10, I think I would give it like a 3.5. Um, it wasn't as bad as, as Morbius or Uncharted because um, that... that At quite, least it had a cohesive Because Uncharted line. and Morbius is quite literally cancer. Like, if you watch it, you will get cancer. I'm pretty sure I've got cancer now because I've seen it. Um, you know, Morbius... Those are the anti-movies. Yeah, it's, it's anti-fun. It's anti-entertainment is what yeah. Morbius and Uncharted was. This was just a bad movie. You know, I just I, 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 I'm sitting there and I lean over and I, I tell our friend Andrew, like, I don't feel anything. I don't, I don't feel anything. This, this, yeah. this isn't doing anything for me. Um, I had no real desire to see this film. Uh, it looked, I can honestly tell by some movies just by the trailer that it's going to be a big dumb action movie. And that doesn't mean that some big dumb action movies can't be fun entertaining. Look, I've got a freaking poster of Commando on my wall by with with with, with Arnold. That is the quintessential big dumb, big dumb action movie. But you know what? It's fun. It's funny. The 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 special effects are great. The action's great. It's a fun movie. It's got a bunch of you know witty so one-liners. It's a fun movie. I just did not have any fun with this film. And look, I I tend to like movies with with, with Brad Pitt. Again, some of my favorite films, my favorite actually characters of all time are Brad Pitt, the the Ocean series, um, Lieutenant Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards, Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Some of my favorite characters are played by Brad Pitt. So typically, I I, I tend to enjoy movies that 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 Brad Pitt are in. But this one, I felt like he was just kind of a waste uh, of of a role. It kind of just like a paycheck. A, a paycheck kind of movie, yeah. Um, and a lot of the side characters, I just didn't... I had no connection to. I don't think that they were fleshed out very well. And I have a problem with it when it comes to... Especially movies that tend to be more vulgar. People don't talk like that. People don't behave like that. People don't have conversations like that. And I'm not, not talking about just just vulgarity, but just the way that sentences are crafted. I'm like, nobody talks like this. This is not how two grown men, this is how children, this is how children think adults talk. And that's just kind of how I felt with this. That was my biggest gripe with the whole thing. There were some bad CGI points. There were some plot points where I was like, man, this is kind of stupid. This is kind of dumb. Um, not the worst film I've ever seen in my life, but definitely something that I would just not recommend unless you are just bored and you just want to get out of the house and watch something just big and stupid and dumb. Um, if you go into that thinking, that's what it's going to be. You might actually kind of like it. You might kind of enjoy it. If you just go in there for just a big, stupid, dumb film, uh, you might have a different takeaway than I will. Uh, but you know, honestly, it, it, there's not a whole lot really here to like. Um, feeling a light to decent three on that one as well. I just, I just was not that impressed with it. But again, I had no expectations for it, so I uh, just, you know, not just gonna say anything about that. 
Okay, and then we went to see the film actually Sunday, uh, See How They Run, which is a film that I kind of saw trailers for and I really wanted to watch, but I just couldn't find a movie time until we had to go to we had to go to a theater north of us to go see this. And this was kind of a, a basically it was a it was um a um the Who Did It film. Who done it? Yeah, a Who Done It film. And you know, it's similar, I would say Think along like the murder of the Orient Express kind of feel where there's there's a murder. We don't know who did it. There's a list of suspects and it's you following the detective as they solve this mystery. Uh, but different to the murder on the Orient Express and I think murder on the Nile was the sequel to that. I haven't seen that one yet where those are real serious. Those are more thought out. Those are more um, drama filled. This one is kind of a parody, if you will, in the sense that it's kind of quirky, it's kind of funny, it's kind of lighthearted about it, um, it's self-aware about how the genre plays on the tropes, and I think it did a really good job of um, of those. Like There were moments where they would do the side-by-side panels and how they would sometimes interact with each other. Uh, there was one scene where they were talking to the one writer in in of the a play where there where there was a murder, and he was saying how flashbacks are a cheap gimmick of <laughs> filmmakers whenever they run out of ideas, and it merely goes to a flashback. Yeah, and then he says, um, "Oh, what'll be next?" You know, a little three weeks earlier clip, and then it merely cuts to a three weeks earlier clip. So you know, it's a little little gags like that that kind of keep it funny. I thought the humor was smart. I thought that a lot of the humor didn't feel like Marvel humor where it was just funny to be funny. I thought a lot of it was really smartly written. Um, I was not a big fan of the lead actor. I thought that his his portrayal of the character was a little eh. Um, What's-her-face who played the constable I thought was great. I thought she did a really, really good job with that of playing that um, the more lighthearted um cheery kind of character whereas compared to the inspector who was more of the straight man and you could tell that just in the way that they they uh, walked and the way that they dressed the inspector was very not put together he was dirty he was not kept up whereas the constable she was you know it, it both of their appearances and their portrayals of the character matched the persona of the character very very well she's put together precise writes everything down and he kind of watched he kind of walks with a slouch and a limp and she's very upright so i thought that was really good uh, the cinematography was great well, would you not agree i thought it was yeah. a very just very beautiful film and a lot of different um uh, angles and stuff with the shots and I thought it was just very good um, not the best movie I've seen this year I don't think but I, I actually you know I really did enjoy it I, I got out of that film and I didn't feel like I was robbed um, I, I thought that it was a little cheesy definitely a little, little bit little, little more cheesy than the movies but I thought it was a film you know I think I enjoyed it more than I probably should have because it wasn't a stupid Marvel movie and I didn't feel like it was written written by and for children um, this is a film that kids are like. Oh, this is boring, uh, but I, I I I really did enjoy it. You know, I'm feeling a strong, a decent, a strong seven on uh, see how they run. Joe, what, do you, what were your thoughts on the movie? Um, kind of similar to what you said. Um, when it comes to those whodunit movies, uh, I kind of like those kinds of movies. Uh, I feel feel like those are pretty fun movies. Um, 
I don't know if I would give it a seven. I think it's more like a five point five. Okay. Um, I, I I thought towards the end it kind of fell off towards the end because once they kind of explained, you know, who actually uh, killed the who actually committed the murder, I just kind of like oh. It was kind of anticlimactic for you a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of like oh okay. Um, I thought Sam Rockwell did uh, a decent job. I wouldn't say it was uh, great, but that was decent. Um, one thing I did like is that uh, even though he was kind of a, a little bit of a bumbling fool, like a Columbo kind of character, mm-hmm. he still was the lead character. He still yes. was in charge. There was no bait and switch where the constable, the female constable, was like, oh, get out of my way, you silly old white man. And in many times, he actually put her in line. Yes, which I thought that was kind of like, oh, okay, that's a little bit refreshing because your lead character is actually going to be your lead character. Yes. And they're actually going to be the one driving the story, not, the, oh, this bait and switch like we had in all the Star Wars movies or, uh, you know, Star Trek movies, films. Marvel films. <coughs> um, which, well, Bojan agreed that I thought that she did a better job playing playing the character. Her her role was better, I think. I, yeah, I th- I, you could say that. Uh, you could say that. Um, I, I just... It, it, I enjoyed the movie. Um, of course, I was kind of sick when we saw it, so I, I was trying my best to pay attention. I, mean, I probably should watch it again. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it like I hated Uncharted, Uncharted or Morbius. I'll say that. I guess I give it a high score because I have just... There's been, been so many hit and misses. I, yeah, there's it, so many bad movies that I've seen this year. Like I would say, honestly, the only two movies that I've actually honestly that I've that I've honestly enjoyed is this one and Top Gun. I have not enjoyed yeah, any movie yeah. that I've seen. I mean, this Top year. Gun was the highlight of the summer blockbuster movie. Well, I have not seen Elvis. I I would I would probably well, enjoy Elvis. Of but. all the blockbusters for the summer blockbusters, it was um, Top Gun, the stupid Jurassic Park movie, which, and, which I refuse to see. What was the other one? Um, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, which I heard was was which bleeding again, from the eyes back. I refuse to watch. Yeah, I have no desire to watch that one. Um, I, I, I'm not going to see Jurassic World Domination Dominion thing. Um, I'm not going to watch that either because um, I don't hate myself. And I've seen the Critical Drinkers review. And, uh, <laughs> That's I all I need to know. I don't want to waste the time and or money because, honestly... Uh, all the people are saying, "Oh, yeah, such a great movie, man!" Don't, don't, don't listen to the haters. No, the haters got this one right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, the haters got this one right. Yeah, I would say that if you enjoy the sort of who you done it, but a, but a, a, a different twist on it, kind of a more self-aware, you know, quirky feel. I think with a very smart British style humor to it, you know, go for it. I think you might enjoy it, and I think I give it. I think my score is a little bit higher than yours because I was just craving something just please something besides a stupid just just a, a movie that's not written by by a kids i just uh, i'm so weary of it and you know when, when you're when you're charging 15 bucks a ticket i, I feel i feel i feel, I feel like you, that you gotta do more than just the bare minimum of like oh you know what it was a good popcorn flick it wasn't meant to be the film was not meant to be taken seriously joe right yeah, right uh, so yeah, everyone, Betty, that's the show. So check out the links down below. Album of the Year account. You got the website. You gotta follow us on Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at jstandridge underscore and everything else. Hoping to get back on the regular schedule for the show, but 
Uh, until then, Joe, what do we say until then? Uh, I don't know. What do, we, what do we say? Thanks for watching. Okay, thanks for watching. I don't know how you watch a podcast, but uh, thanks for listening.